Hey there, welcome to Be With The Word. This is episode 71, and I'm Dr. Jerry Crete. And I'm going to do a little psychological reflection on the Sunday readings. This is Palm Sunday. Um, if you haven't done it already, you may want to listen to my Hear The Word podcast. Also, episode 71, where I read these readings. So if you want to sit back, take in the readings. They're a little longer this week. Uh, but you can do that and you can let them soak in. I bring in some meditation so that um, you can actually not just hear them is my goal, but actually to let them soak in into the heart. I pause a few times on, in this particular one for episode 71 and ask some questions and reflective questions in this case. But always we're grounding ourselves in our breathing and our muscles and our bodies in order to um, be more open to hearing, hearing what, what, what God has to tell us. But this, this episode, um, the topic here is about two things. One is naming and expressing your emotions. And the second one is owning your identity. I've been doing this series, uh, for Lent on dissociation. So if you've been listening, uh, you, you may know that dissociation is a, a natural response of the body to protect itself when it's overwhelmed by suffering, by trauma, by something very, very difficult. So it's a normal, natural response. Um, but we're not meant to stay dissociated. It's a, it's a, um, it's a protective response. But if possible, we would like to reconnect with our bodies, reconnect with our emotions, and to be able to um, recover from difficult situations without compartmentalizing, without losing ourselves, so to speak. All right, these readings are so interesting and they really do bring in some points I wanna make. The first uh, reading, the one that's read outside normally before um, you go into the church on Palm Sunday, it's from Isaiah and it talks about um, this person who has this well-trained tongue, you know, and all this, but they're being beaten. Their, their beard's being plucked. They're being, um, being hit and spit upon, right? And we also see in the response Psalm says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? The words we hear Jesus say on the cross. Um, and in that case, people are scoffing at them. They are, um, being dogs are surrounding them. They're being, uh, their hands are being, legs are being, their feet are being pierced. They're um, being harmed. So there's this whole idea here of of um, of being persecuted persecuted in some way. I liken this to for us. I mean, we may experience, you know, this kind of persecution. Possibly, I hope not, but possibly. But in some ways, we can have major disappointments job losses, um, schools we tried to get into that we couldn't get into, um, uh, we could, serious illnesses, somebody we love passes away. There's so many ways in which we can feel persecuted and feel and suffer, right? And we see in these, in both of these, the psalmist in Isaiah expressing the emotion, expressing how difficult it is, expressing how painful it is. Right, and then if we notice in the in the gospel itself, Jesus goes to Gethsemane. Right, what does it say? Jesus says, "My soul is sorrowful 
Okay. Jesus' soul is sorrowful. He expresses sorrow. We see Jesus cries, the death of Lazarus. We see Jesus angry. So we know Jesus has this range of emotions. So the emotions and naming the emotions cannot be sinful in and of itself. Expressing it is actually important and he's showing us to. He even says, take this cup away. He doesn't want to have to suffer, but your will be done. But he's he chooses to, but he names the emotion first, even even though he's choosing, you know, to to uh, you know to to meet his fate, and so we we aren't being called to be stoics and be emotionless in the Bible. I don't see it. Um, all right, next kind of important piece though and, and Isaiah after all this you know being beaten and everything the, the Isaiah says the Lord God is my help therefore I am not disgraced I shall not be put to shame shame is the emotion the experience that short circuits the the brain's activities in a way it short circuits all your ability to have regulated affect it sends us often into a state of whatever fight or flight um our our our, our active our system is activated right um and so in that state we're overwhelmed we can no longer manage our emotions we can no longer think straight we're overwhelmed and then that happens that's where dissociation, where there's a separation from our bodies, from our minds, in a sense, as a protective measure kicks in. Okay? But it's interesting. The Lord God is my help. I am not disgraced. Okay. What else is interesting I want to point out is and then in the psalm, who also is describing being uh, tormented, says... Uh, in the last part, I will proclaim your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. Again, turning to God. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, give glory to him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. So there is a naming and a claiming of who they are. We're going to, even despite all the suffering, we turn to God because, and we name who we are as a people. Then we flip over to Jesus and we see, of course, the, a pilot in that doesn't know what to do with him. The people are, are calling for Barabbas to be released. When the high priest asks Jesus, are you Christ, a son of the blessed one? Jesus says, I am. I am. So he names who he is. He says what his identity is, who it is. Do you see this? His worth is separate, is first, is a priori to what is about to happen to him. So people crucifying him don't get to tell him who he is. In the psalmist, they can persecute him, but they don't get to tell them who they are. They are descendants of, of Jacob. Jesus is the son of is son of the blessed one. He's the Christ. That's 
who he is. When you own your identity as a child of God and your worth is inherent and given to you, then it really, on some level, doesn't matter whether you're praised or you're persecuted. Those things don't determine your worth. No one has that actual power over you. All right. So the two things that have to happen if you're dealing with suffering and loss, which God knows we all do, we have to express the emotions, express the feelings, whatever they might be. Doesn't Sadness doesn't have to be despair. Anger doesn't have to be rage, right? It's but an expression, a naming of what it is. As Jesus did, my soul is sorrowful. As the psalmist does, um, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, it may not be true that they're abandoned by God, but 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 that's how it feels. And there's an expression of that. It's okay. Then there's a reminder of who you are. And like Jesus, you can endure anything with that with that security of who you are. All right. Um, so I, I do want to encourage you during this Lenten season, um, if you're struggling with anything difficult, as most of us are, uh, whether it's loss of some kind or disappointment of some kind or some issue, uh, to turn to someone you care about, you care for, and share how you're feeling. But always be reminding yourself of who you are. All right, I am going to wrap it up. I know this was a short one, but I wanted to keep it short. I hear the words really long <laughs> this week. Uh, but I am praying for all of you, and I pray that you have a, have a very moving, powerful, meaningful rest of your Lent and a powerful passion week and of course i look forward to joining you again next week we're going to face we're going to look at the resurrection and now we're going to change the tone a little bit and look at secure attachment and look at um wholeness and healing all right uh until next time take good care be still believe be loved